0: They're looking a lot better lately really, because I've been brushing my eyebrows. Right? They and are I,
1: looking good. So I look
0: like I'm awake after all this time. They're very. I erect. use a little eyebrow,
2: pink eyebrow brush. Yeah. Okay. Um, welcome. We are back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast. You have me, Lauren Everett, Michael Bostick, and Jordan um we have four questions today but before we get into it we kind of want to do a little recap of our weekend a little
0: rain dance and celebration because we made it to episode 10
2: a rain dance
0: yeah
2: a celebratory rain dance i guess (laughs) i I mean i'm celebrating my own rain dance over here because your eyebrows are brushed up so
0: there was a a couple weeks in there where i didn't i didn't think we were going to make it
2: there was a couple weeks in there where you weren't brushing your eyebrows up too so i feel like it's all coming full circle
0: Episode is a big deal.
2: Yeah, we're at episode 10. Um, we're, you know, making changes as we go and evolving and hoping that each podcast is better than the last. Um,
0: well, yeah, we're not hoping that it's getting worse every time.
1: Well, no, but, you know, you know what I mean. Um, Hopefully you guys think we're doing better. Yeah, I think we are. I think um, so, too. Go us. Yeah, we're trying. Yeah, I've been
0: reading. Most of the reviews are pretty good. Sometimes a bad one comes on. You know, I, take a, I have a little chuckle. You who the hell has time to get on there and write bad reviews? Listen, people, if you want to write a review, just write, write good ones. Like, what, you know, who has the time to do
2: bad shit? I actually don't understand how people have the time to, like, spew hate. I'm too busy. Like, no. I feel like it's, like, that's a full-time job, spewing hate on the Internet. Um, but, yeah, if you guys want to leave us a good review, you can leave it on iTunes. And um, give us five stars. Subscribe. And let us know what you love about the podcast. Um, We're also giving away a free week of the Skinny Confidential Bombshell Body Guide. If you write a good review, screenshot it and send it to asklauren at theskinnyconfidential.com. I want to
0: get up to like 200 reviews because then it looks like an official podcast.
2: Oh, we're official when we get to two hundred.
0: Yeah, we're not official until we get to two hundred. Can you oh, can you guys on. help a brother out and give him oh two hundred reviews? You don't even have to write anything. You just click. Just there. write
1: about his eyebrows. Like they're looking so much better. You guys, I'm just so happy. And they went
0: from a one star to a five.
1: Honestly, if you write about the eyebrows, I feel like maybe we got to come up with a special prize for those people. Yeah, I anyone giving
0: that... his eyebrows a five
1: right now. Oh, Taylor's popping <laughs> in here and there. He's
0: yeah.
2: loving it. Taylor, you need to brush your eyebrows up. Taylor's eyebrows I are, are a one star. I still have
0: the eyebrow pen that you gave me.
2: Oh, I
1: gave blog. you one. Yeah, an eyebrow pen
0: <laughs> or an eyebrow. Brush? Yes, brush. Oh, I
1: love it. Do you use it?
0: I haven't. I use it the day you gave it to me that I put in my pocket. It's I can tell. Somewhere
1: in the closet. <laughs> okay, so anyways, let's, let's the, the process
0: has been interesting. You know, we started this podcast. Literally, the way we started the podcast was um, me and Lauren were sitting around one day. Oh, my God. Lauren and I were sitting can around you just one day. say
2: Lauren and I?
0: Um, Please. We are in probably some leisurely spot, having a leisurely dinner. Where or lunch. were we? What, no, what? I don't know. I'm just imagining oh. like... When I imagined in my head, it was probably better than what it We love was. like
2: retirement home chic, so it probably was but leisurely. We we're sitting
0: around and we we're like, hey, let's just do a podcast. And then literally that um, night I went and bought some shitty equipment and we did the first few. Sound was not where we would like it. Um, Taylor didn't, I, I called him one night and said, look, you're doing a podcast tomorrow. Like completely different than everything else he does for me. <laughs> And uh, we made it work, and we've just we've learned as we've gone. Some people like it, some people don't. I, I don't really care, honestly. I just was trying to figure it out. I'm not a professional podcaster. Um, this is just, you know, I thought it'd just be a fun thing to do. And um, yeah, some people respond, some people don't. But honestly, don't lie.
1: You've been working on your radio vo- voice all no, day. Oh, and I'm
0: working on my radio <laughs> voice, and I just do my warm ups. But no. the
1: worst is like when he like
2: all of a sudden in bed just starts to do his radio voice, and I want to exit the building.
0: No, but listen, I mean, listen, people. We are not professional radio people. We never said we were. We did this as No um, one's saying that. No, of course not. I'm, I'm saying that. We never, I'm saying we never said that. But um, we thought that this would be a fun new medium. No to one try starts out. as a
2: professional, though. No, either.
0: but I'm having a lot of fun with this. What about you?
2: Yeah, I am. I'm having fun. Um, you know, the other half, I sometimes want to Heaven's Gate Kool Aid you, but.
0: Um, I read an article and it said if you're going to do a podcast, you should try to get to episode six. And I think it was right around, like, six, seven... Where I
2: didn't want to kill you.
0: That we kind of figured out a rhythm, yeah. right? We didn't want to kill right. each other. Right. So, I think if anyone else is considering, like, we're thinking about doing a podcast, one, it's fun. You're probably, when you first hear it, you're going to hate your voice. You're going to hate the way you sound. You're going to hate a lot of things about it. And just like anything else, um, you kind of evolve with it and you work on improving. And I'm a big fan of, you know, all of that.
2: Next time, I feel like we need to bring champagne in so we can just... Um, you know, pop a bottle and, and really get down and dirty. But since it's Monday, we can't have champagne. I feel we like. could. We could, I guess. Um, okay, so make sure you subscribe um, and leave us a review. So I kind of wanted to talk about Erica Jane.
1: <laughs> we were talking about this over the weekend on Mother's Day, and Lauren and I looked at each other and we were like, who's your favorite housewife? And at the same time, we're like, Erica Jane.
2: So
0: she's a she's a housewife. <laughs> Let's just, I mean, I guess I, I know that because I watch the show with you. You
2: watch out of your purse, every like, week. But some
0: people may not know You're who You're tuning is.
2: in. Like, you... Yeah. Taylor mean, may
0: not know who she is. No
2: idea. You don't? Ooh. No, I mean, I don't think that's... You don't abs- know about eyebrows? Listen, you know I, I know like Erica Jane. Jane. I'm a
0: big fan because I've seen her. Like, if I had to pick one of those girls...
2: She oh, yeah. is such a badass.
0: But for the people that don't know who she is, Lauren, can you explain? Okay,
2: first of all, Erica Jane is the baddest housewife that there is because she totally has her own opinion she her moral compass like jordan said is so on and she's sassy and a girl boss and smart and sharp and i just love her um but i do think it's really funny how michael comes in and says that erica jane is his favorite housewife because i say what my favorite housewife is and then like three weeks later he'll be like oh i love erica jane she's my favorite housewife and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, for instance, I was like, I cannot stand Lisa Rena, Rena, whatever. Um, I liked her at first, but she's, she's really she's, rude. She's she, stirring the pot. She's stirring the pot. She's, she's so worried about what Yolanda's doing and what everyone else is doing that she's not staying in her own lane. Um, she needs to stay in her own lane. But anyways, the other day, Michael was like, yeah, I don't like Lisa Renna.
0: <sighs> well, I just.
2: No, because you coffee. Well,
0: most of the time I'm trying to read when Lauren's watching this, like. Dead honestly, like I don't set out to watch Housewives. I'm not going to say I hate on it because I you like it. No, no, no. I don't like. Like,
2: would you ever let me sign on to be a housewife?
0: No, no, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, that looks like. I mean, on the business side of me I'd be like, yeah, these girls are getting a lot of promotion. They can do a lot of things. I don't it's think, think of I could do it. But at the same time, like, I just don't think I'd be happy doing it's that.
1: Too much. You have to have. I think you have to have either a lot of self control or no shame. One or the other. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to really like being around
2: a big group of women, which. um I don't know how I feel about constantly being surrounded by women that are drinking and like I don't know. I feel like and they're think... kind of at
1: each other's throats a lot of the time. So. That sounds like like hell to me. But I do have to say, Erica Jane handles herself pretty well. Yeah, she does.
0: So, anyways, I don't We're di- fans, I don't dislike say it the least. or yeah. like. I just I'll be trying. I'll, I'll I'll be in the bed and I'm trying to read. You like Erica and Jane and you hate. And, so Lisa. I have to put the noise canceling headphones on. But then like I'm intrigued with what's going on because I mean, it's 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 hard. I mean, it's hard to take your eyes away. These people are mm-hmm. like there's, there's shit going down. I know. So. You know, I kind of go in and out of it, but I like some of the I things. do think like, everyone should like a, should a leave woman.
2: Yolanda alone. Leave yeah, her
0: alone. Whatever. Um, I think, you know, that that's true. Like what do you like Okay. They should just I mean, they're on the show, they got to do drama. Like if they all left her alone, like what would we talk about? There'd be nothing to Like, what would the, you know, there's nothing to say on that show then.
2: Yeah, I know. No, I just think that they need to like back off. I
1: mean, we'd be talking about Erica Jane's Badass glam squad because yeah. they're amazing, and I'm like secretly wishing I had my own glam squad to follow me around and just make me look hot all the time. So anyway,
2: I just wanted to talk about. Why her did we start Jane. talking? Just about because that? I just think she's badass and she's just cool. and She she's, does. She's she, in her own trajectory. What I saw remotely. from her
0: is I, I thought she when I when I saw her speaking or heard her speaking, saw and heard her speaking. I thought she came off pretty intelligent. Smart. That's because
2: I told you that. Okay, anyways, moving on. Cupping. We did cupping this weekend. We also did yoga. We had a wellness weekend, a little acupuncture. Um, I am in love with cupping. I cannot say enough good things about it. He cupped my ass, though, this time, so I have, like, cut marks all over my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, how you feel
1: about that? He didn't cup
2: Michael's ass, though, which is really interesting. Honestly, like, um, I
0: don't care, right? whether you want to go get your ass cupped, go get your ass cupped. <laughs> You know, um, if that's a, if that's your thing, um, Taylor, Taylor Taylor. We've talked about him before. He's the man with two first names. <laughs> it's hard to trust a man with two first names. Taylor Taylor. Um, yeah. I did the I do the cupping. I'm not so sold on it. I, I, I'm like okay, whatever. It's like when you took me to the cryotherapy. Probably wasn't mm-hmm. so sold on that. I mean, people. I think you should try everything and everything in moderation. But I will say that I do really enjoy acupuncture.
2: You do love you do love acupuncture. You do. Um, I think that cupping just really, really pulls the whole thing together though. You end it with cupping and it's, it's, um, you know, five minutes of cupping and laying there and getting the toxins sucked out of you basically. So a massage, when you massage someone, you're pushing the toxins kind of like you're spreading it out, like you're moving the knot. And with cupping, it's actually coming out of your system and it's a Chinese practice. You guys can Google it. I actually asked him to bruise me extra this time.
0: He does it on my hand. My hand's all messed up.
2: Does it hurt on your hand?
0: Yeah, kind of. The hand's sensitive.
1: I uh, like it on my hips. Well, he's he's getting close. No, he's... on the outside of the hips. But, the so lower yeah, hips? I think
0: I think if you have a chance, you should check you should check acupuncture out. I like it. I get a head rush, and I'm not one of these people to promote any of this stuff. Um, I'm really skeptical and all of it, but I think acupuncture is awesome. But let's talk about something else. Um, what the hell's wrong with you guys bringing me to like a black belt level yoga class?
2: Oh, there's nothing I love more than putting you in positions where you're uncomfortable. Like, there's something wrong with me. It's, I love it. It just, I, it, like, gives me so much joy to watch you be somewhere that's so uncomfortable, like black belt yoga.
0: You've taken me to all the, like, <laughs> listen, guys. Aerial yoga. For all you men out there, you should be open to trying new things all the time, men and women. I think anybody that's closed-minded and closed off to any new experience is missing out on life. I mean, how can you know something or have a formed opinion about something if you don't try it? But what these girls do is they say, they, oh, we're going to surprise you. You're going to be so relaxed. You're going to this yoga class. And I get there. I'm like, okay, it's all zen. And next thing they know, they're like, we're going to be in the flip squirrel followed by the, the diving swan. I don't know what these, what these poses are. I have no idea how to do I, I can barely bend over and touch my toes. I, I, I kind of like in the middle of it, I was like, shit, I, gotta, I don't want to look bad. That's embarrassing. Everyone's making fun of me, whereas I think they are. And I look over to Jordan like, okay, I can just do what Jordan's doing the pose. And she's like twisted upside down like a pretzel with her legs in the air. <laughs> How am I supposed to keep up with that?
2: I was loving it. I was oh. doing big deep breaths. I was. I didn't notice that you were having trouble. I wish I noticed more. And like... then you went, and then we went and got coffee afterwards, and you were doing a flat lay with your croissant. You were like positioning your croissant no, I I with your different... vegan donut. Yeah, I couldn't no, with that. Listen, you
0: guys, I don't mind going, but you guys take me to these things that are just way more advanced.
1: Remember
2: it? when I took him to aerial yoga, and he was in a gynecologist position, spread eagle, <laughs> with everything hanging out. And then then the teacher put herself in a position like that towards you. There was like a lot I feel like you cheated on me in Ariel yoga because you had a
0: connection, me and the teacher.
2: No you didn't. I thought her
0: name was Ariel.
1: No, Michael. That's actually hilarious that you thought Ariel Yoga was just yoga taught by a girl named Ariel.
0: But you guys get this big relaxing experience because you're breathing and you're flexible. Me, I'm having a fucking meltdown because I can't get in the upside down legs over my head She told
1: you, she said, just go into, what would she say, child's pose? You know what my, can
0: I I have a bone to pick with you guys too? Because then I want to talk about it after, right? (sighs) And then you guys will say some stupid shit like, it's for you. It, it, it is the, for you. The experience is for you. And I'm like, no, but let me tell you about it. Because I, it is for me, but let me tell you. And you guys are like, no, no, no. And you think I'm going to like a negative space. So then everyone leaves me sitting there. And I can't even discuss the the whole thing. So I'm calling out on the spot no, here. because you
1: know what it is. Because you get so uh, like pumped up about it. And you're like, let's talk about it, Let's talk about it. And I'm so relaxed that I'm like, whoa. like That's such a cop
0: out. This is I've for you. I've got my
1: yoga buzz going. And I just need you to kind of be quiet and enjoy the buzz.
0: This is for you guys.
1: You know, I'm going to bring you
0: to like some really heavy weightlifting and pound the weights on you and be like, don't worry, this is for you. Nico and I
1: always get in a fight whenever I try to do weightlifting with him. I hate it. Nico's her boyfriend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not fun. I'm just not good at it.
0: So, anyways.
1: Anyways, that was our wellness weekend. So,
2: let's get into the first question. Jordan, what is it?
1: Okay, John asks, There are so many social media applications these days. I don't know which one to use, and I don't know how to use them together. Can you give me any advice here?
0: Yes,
1: (laughs) we can. So here's the thing. You want to make sure that
2: you're using each medium in the right way. For instance, if you're doing 6 million Snapchats in a row, it's probably time to get on Periscope or YouTube. Where someone is not just clicking through your video, I think that you'll have a bigger audience there because you're obviously providing a lot of content at once and people can't save that content. So, if you're gonna do, you know, like a whole beauty tutorial, like a full on one, do it on YouTube. But if you want to do, like, a quick tips makeup beauty tutorial, that's fine on Snapchat. You just need to know which medium to utilize for whatever you're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, and
0: I want to just say something real quick for both Lauren and I. Um, you know, by no means are we gurus. You know, like, I don't like any of that guru shit or, like, experts. We, we basically, we give this advice based on our own experiences, based on what we've seen to be working, based on our, our opinions on what we think. So I don't want any of you guys to take this advice as, like, us preaching to you or being condescending. Yeah, you do you. You yeah, should you do it. You should do you. For you. We're just going to kind of give you what's worked for us. And um, to answer this question, I think where there's trouble, Lauren, is there's a little bit of confusion because people hear social media and they think that social media needs to be consistent and they need to do the same thing on every channel. And let me give you an example of where that doesn't work. Um, let's take Snapchat and YouTube, for instance. I see a lot of people that are used to, that want to give tutorials. Um, let's say it's cooking, or let's say it's makeup, or let's say it's ever. Snapchat is not a place for long-form video, right?
2: And uh, why is that, Michael Boston? Because it's
0: very hard to follow, and it's so fast, and you can't rewind or pause. Got it.
2: I agree. That
0: Let's say I'm trying to give you a recipe for, um, I don't know, lasagna. It's very hard to, to present all that information on Snapchat because... You you can't pause, you can't rewind. So what you what you should be doing instead, in my opinion, is you should be presenting that tutorial on a channel like YouTube, and then be using your Snapchat to direct people to view your YouTube. Does that make sense? So like you that's would that's called the,
2: growth hacking. It's
0: it's called growth hacking, or it's called direct marketing, or it's just called aware, awareness. You would go and you would, or
2: it's called being a bossy bitch.
0: No, you just so what you would do is you create your video on YouTube that has all of your ingredients lists and all your all of your information or tutorial. And then you would create a Snapchat and really talk about that and direct people from your Snapchat to there. Um, do you have anything to add to that?
2: I, do, I feel like you need to be using each medium in the right way, but you also need to use the right medium for you. For instance, I love Snapchat. We know that. It really works well because I'm always on the move and there's a lot of movement. So Snapchat is really it's, – it's constantly moving. Instagram to me is – A really big commitment for one picture and I feel like it's a little bit too curated for my readership so you also have to read into who's following you and what they're interested in if I post an Instagram it has to have content I can't you know wear a black outfit and be like weekend vibes like It's almost like an extension of a blog. For for me. But then there's some other bloggers that I've seen that it works amazing for. Weekend Vibes in their black outfit gets tons of engagement and people love it. You have to know who's following you and know them so well that you can literally picture what they look like, where they go to the market, how they dress, what their interests are, and then you really zone in on that and you almost create like a focus group. And for each social media platform, you cater to that.
0: I would say, like, in a nutshell, I think right now um, Twitter's a good place to reach people. I think it's an underutilized uh, tool. There's not a lot of engagement going on. If I wanted to reach out to an influencer or to a celebrity or to somebody for an interview or a brand, I think Twitter's a really good place right now to get the attention because there's not a lot going on right now on Twitter.
2: Yeah, it's kind of, like, So it's easy to get
0: someone's attention. Instagram, I think, right now is a really good opportunity for photos and branding, obviously. But, um... I also think it's a really good place for mini blogging. So say you have a product or a service, I think it's a really good place to, you know, post your picture and then write a mini blog or a mini um, you know, explanation of what that product or service is. And then for Facebook, really I think that's a place for sharing and linking and and driving awareness and then obviously you know my takes on Snapchat. So I think once you know all these things about these different social media tools and uh, you're aware of them and you and you kind of realize how they're supposed to be used, I think a lot of things are going to click into place for people because they're going to be like, ah, oh, it's th- that makes sense. Like what you shouldn't do is try to put some long video tutorial on Instagram or Snapchat, right? That doesn't make any sense.
2: I, yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying. And I think at the end of the day, people want information and content and value now. And they want that from each platform. So as long as everything you post has content and value, people want to engage and then they want engagement back. Nowadays, you know, people will read a blog post and it's not enough. They want to have that connection after the blog post. They want to talk about it. They want to engage with you. And I think it's a big mistake not to continue the conversation. Like keep that conversation going, provide value and content, and you should be good to go.
0: And maybe think of them all as like a continuous circle all connected to each other. Yes, Right.
2: So just make sure that you're using each medium how they should be used. Um, Okay, next question. I guess this one has to do with naked cucumbers, one of my favorite
1: topics. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Allie Clark asks, so we talked about naked cucumbers. What's a guy's perspective on landing strips, afros, and Brazilian waxes?
0: Well, let me just say right off the bat that we can rule out afros. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sorry, girls. I don't don't care if this is – I don't want – an afro.
2: You don't get to want anything. You're dead. Um I think that after we get married, I'm going to grow like a long afro and like braid it.
0: <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to pack my bags and move out of the house.
2: Great. Now I know yeah. how to get rid of you. Um, I think that everyone should do, again, what works for them. But that I... doesn't work for anyone. Michael, that might work for someone, a big afro down okay. there. Taylor.
0: Okay. Live in the... The wilderness,
2: during the snowy season. <laughs> Taylor, you are the bare naked cucumber. So, what do you prefer on a girl?
0: I personally think just because it can grow hair doesn't mean it should grow hair or should have hair. Sorry. Ooh, ooh. That's my philosophy.
2: That's your philosophy. Okay. Um, I found right there. <laughs> I like to just get everything off. I don't like hair. I'm not. A, I'm not a hair person. Like I love hair on my eyebrows and my head, and other than that, I'm good with hair. Girls, um, I
0: don't, uh, you know, maybe a landing strip, if it's done right. Most of the time, it's probably not done right. You know?
2: how do you, Michael, people can have landing strips. Yeah, but you got to do it
0: right, like I said.
2: Okay. I I, listen, I don't want to Are get, you like a landing strip connoisseur? Like, uh, like how do you know it's right or wrong? It's a strip. You don't, I
0: don't want to come away with... Easy judge, I don't want to come away with hair in,
2: in my mouth anywhere. Right? Ew. Okay, um... You're dead. Like, I don't even know why you're a part of this conversation. Let me and Jordan talk about this. So the, the I would prefer to avoid this one the questions for men. mother. The, the question's I feel for like, men. I feel like Erica Jane has a landing strip, and it's done right.
1: It's definitely probably done right. She probably mm. takes good care of her. Her
2: landing strip is probably bougie.
0: I think she wants to know a male's point of view. I Let's th- just look at it this way. The last thing you'd want to do when biting into a big cheeseburger is
1: finding <laughs> a piece of hair in it, regardless. So... <laughs> Just use that as <laughs> And
2: a, we similar. just lost 10 subscribers. Thank you, Bare Naked Cucumber. <laughs> All right, next a question. cheeseburger? So, no, uh, the point of this is is do what works for you, but it sounds like guys prefer less hair. Okay, next question.
1: Kenzie Spears asks, how are you able to make an income from being a blogger when you're just starting out? It's challenging in the beginning. Do you find you have to source your revenue from different places?
2: Well... Everyone asks this question, which is so interesting to me because there's so many things you can do on Google, but I think it's such a vague answer on Google that people will ask bloggers this question a lot. So you can make an income from being a blogger in so many different ways, right? Yeah,
0: you can. I mean, there's like... I would say like the core of this question though is how do you make an income from the beginning? well, you probably don't make much of an income from the beginning, but that's just like any other business. Like, I think, you know, one of the biggest um, strengths that I've seen you have is your patience, right? You have time, you you have patience and persistence. You put in the work constantly. I mean, you're approaching five years now, so, you know, you've been able to monetize your site and your blog and your brand, but it's it's not easy and it's not supposed to be easy, and I think that...
2: Remember when I was bartending and, and teaching Pure Bar and Pilates and not making a dime off blogging?
0: Yeah, it's it. This is the, the definite like failure is is when you don't have the patience to persist through minor defeats, right? Like you have to be able to stick it out for a little while. So I think it's difficult in the beginning, but I'll tell you why it's difficult in the beginning, because you haven't built an audience yet that cares enough to really engage with you. But the the, the, best, the best way to make money on a blog is is like you just said is to convert. And how do you convert? Do you know how
2: to convert? Yeah, you convert by having engagement.
0: But, you, but how do you this, get engagement? Are you
2: like a professor that's no, asking you questions? Can, you,
0: you get engagement by getting a readership and a viewership. It takes a
2: long time.
0: That cares about what you're saying. And that takes time to build that relationship. And it, you have to protect that relationship and protect that audience above everything else. There's
2: nothing more important, and I say this all the time, than the relationship you have with your readership. Because they're going to dictate where you're going. So you constantly have to make sure that you're nurturing that relationship and not in a fake way, in like a real way where you genuinely care to answer questions, to go the extra mile. I try to answer every single question that I possibly can on every single platform. It's exhausting, but what I've learned to do is carve out different times each day to answer my Snapchat questions and my Twitter questions and my blog questions I think if you nurture that relationship, that relationship can take you to places that you you maybe didn't think you could go.
0: Yes, because the readership will want to support you, and you know, as long as you haven't sold out and you haven't done things that are off brand, and you and you're really and you're sharing things that are on brand with your readership, they're and you're gonna, sharing your tips, they're going to consume that information. But let me play devil's advocate here. Say that I'm a, a brand and I'm selling um, cupcakes, right? And I go to I go to somebody that's a, a new blogger. How are you going to sell my cupcakes if you don't have a readership? You can't. So why do I want to work with you and why are you going to make money off me? You're not. So I think what a lot of people don't understand is the reason that it takes a while to make money is because the way you make money is off of your conversions and off of off of your influence and off of what people are engaging you with. Like it's it's very difficult to just launch and be an overnight success. That doesn't happen. Like you're basically putting yourself in between a brand or a business or a product and your readers and you're being the, you're you're basically facilitating that relationship between consumer and brand and you can't sell out and you can't sell out and and I think that but in, but once you've got that readership there's plenty of ways I mean there's affiliate marketing Lauren could go and talk about yoga classes right
2: yeah you you can do affiliate marketing which is you know like reward style or shop style you can do partnerships with a brand that fits with your aesthetic you can do a book. You can do an ebook. you can do ads. And, you know, actually recently I've taken all ads off my site because my blog is an experience for the reader. And I feel like the advertisement on the blog was taking away from that whimsical, feminine, beautiful experience that I want people to have when they hit the Skinny Confidential. So I removed the ads. Um, Maybe I'm missing out on money there, but I think that the experience will over time grow and it's a long game, not a short, not a short game. So taking the ads off made sense for me. Um, you can also make money by, um, you know, doing giveaways. You can make money off social media. You have to be really strategic though, which direction you choose to go in. For instance, if you choose to put ads all over your blog, that might deter brands from wanting to work with you because you might your whole vibe might seem selly if you choose to work with every single brand that reaches out to you you know that's going to deter other brands from working with you because it looks like you're advertising everything and you might lose readers in the meantime so as a blogger i think it's really important to just be extremely strategic about the whole game plan that you're going to do and make sure that you're looking at the bigger picture the bigger picture for me, is to create, like, this kind of mini empire, a company um, that, that's kind of like this community of women that, you know, whether that's product or or meetups or podcasting or whatever it is, it's just, again, this beautiful, whimsical experience that's spread across all my platforms and is just the brand. So I have my mind set on the goal and I will do whatever it takes to get there. So again, be strategic with how you know, you there's it. so
0: many ways to make money on the internet, you could go and you could honestly, you could set out to cheat people and just completely screw people over and get 14-year-old, 15-year-old, 18-year-old kids that don't know what's going on and take full advantage of them. If you want to do that, you can. Who wants to do that? But I'm saying in terms of like, you don't want to do that or you can really put out a good product like Lauren's done and do really, really good content and be patient with it and and build your audience. You can do affiliate advertising. You can do product. You can, I mean, there's so many ways to monetize on the internet. But I, I think where a lot of people are running into trouble is they don't have the patience to see it through.
2: I didn't make $1 for a year and a half and I blogged seven days a week just so everyone can hear that. I did not make $1. And you know what? At the time, I didn't care. And if I had to do it again, I wouldn't care either because I saw the bigger picture. And if you can see the bigger picture, then patience comes naturally. So my advice to anyone that's blogging is to keep doing what you're doing, don't worry and don't be so fixated on the money, okay? The money will come if you work it.
0: Yeah. I just, like I I mean, I don't want to get so deep into this because I, I think there's so many, so many ways that you can you can make money on the internet. There's product, there's ads, there's affiliate marketing, there's, you know, promotions, there's sponsorships, there's there's a million different ways you can there's, do it. Um, speeches. There's um, speeches. What, there's, no, what
2: do they call it when someone... Um,
0: keynote speeches. Keynote speeches. Get, yeah, but, but once again, a lot of these things, they depend on... An audience. They depend on a readership. They depend on, you know, putting good content out. They're putting in the time. Um, don't
2: cheat your audience. Your audience. Don't, but, but listen, just do be very blunt. Like, oh, really? You're never blunt.
0: Nobody's going to, like, you're not going to make money right away in any business. I mean, it's very rare. Like, you've got to put in the time. And if you think that you're going to take up this profession and it's going to be the profession of your life and you're going to do it for forever and you love doing it and it's your passion, like, it's unrealistic and it's delusional to think that, you're going to do that fast.
2: Right. And I also think what Michael said about like cheating 14-year-olds th- and saying getting on the internet and cheating people, Cheating, maybe you can make a lot of money off cheating people on the internet quickly, but that's going to go up as fast as it goes down.
0: No, you're going to constantly, be like the problem with that is you're constantly having to find new people to cheat. It's a terrible business model. The only reason I mentioned it is because I'm trying to give you a broad understanding of what's possible on the internet. I don't recommend doing that. It goes against everything that I'm talking about, but- you can do it. Um, I think that's what people that are looking for a quick fix do. Um, If you want to, if you want to have a blog and you want it to be a legitimate blog and you want to make money as a blogger with good content, then you really need to put in the time and you need to develop a relationship with an audience that cares and that consistently comes back and reads your stuff and is engaging in your stuff. So, yeah.
1: Well, that answered that. Next question. Donna Lee asks, what do you think the most important thing is to becoming successful?
2: Ooh, good question, Donna um, Lee. This is a really
0: easy one for me. What do you think I'm going to say, Lauren?
2: Um, I don't know. Patience? Nope. Consistency? Authenticity? Nope. Nope. Rawness? Realness? Nope. nope. What are you going to say, babe?
0: I'm going to say that I was successful before I ever, ever entered any kind of business arena because I don't let other people determine what success means to me.
2: Oh, well, aren't you the star no. of the show? Oh, so you deserve this. an Oscar so for your think, speech.
0: No, but I think a lot of people let society determine what success means. They think it means the big house, a bunch of money, cars. Like that, is that, that's people's definition of success. But there's nothing wrong with saying, listen, I want to make a reasonable living, have a great family, be able to go outside and do activities when I want, and that's my definition <laughs> of success. Your definition of success could be I want to live in the mountains and talk to one person a year. Ooh, and, that
2: sounds nice sometimes. And wear, like,
0: an otter skin cloak. Whoa, an otter skin cloak. I've
2: never seen that. So I'm kind
0: of living out life. No, but I'm (laughs) serious. Like, I think that the reason people uh, run into depression or they run into issues with success is because they're letting society and other people determine what success means to them. And social media. Yeah, The reason I say I'm successful is because I determine what success means to me. Uh, As long as success for me is being happy and comfortable in whatever capacity that is. And I'm very happy and very comfortable.
2: And the Oscar goes to. <laughs> no, really. Uh, we know you're comfortable. You you were co- really comfortable in that yoga position. You should right tell
0: yourselves. So you don't. Not, I'm gonna say you should. Maybe just say every day, I am successful. Because if you if you if you tell yourself that, then you
2: manifest. Yeah,
0: it'll manifest. And the exact opposite will happen if you're constantly telling yourself that you're not successful.
2: Perfect philosopher of the year. Um, I think the most important thing to becoming successful is to be obsessed. And I say the word obsessed a lot, but I mean actually be obsessed with what you're doing. People don't want to hear that because they think balance, and I think balance too. But I think if you want to be successful in business, become obsessed. Now, if you're talking about successful in life, I I totally agree with what you said. Everything you said. I think that you you shouldn't let society define your success. You but know, if you're talking about in business...
0: Yeah, but you know why business is like... You're like Maybe that my definition of success in business is I want a billion dollars. And maybe somebody right. else would say their definition of success is if they have a million dollars. Maybe somebody else would say their definition of success is $100,000. So what I'm saying is you need, to, you need to decide for yourself what success means to you and not let anybody else decide what that means for you.
2: I just think that if you're in business... If you want to be successful, you should become obsessed with whatever you're doing for that business. If it's, um, you know, if you're into porno and that's your business, be obsessed with it. If you're into making laptop covers, be obsessed with it. If you're, you know, if you have a flower stand, be obsessed with it. Um, I wake up, I feel I have a purpose every day with the Skinny Confidential, and that drives me, and I be, I'm obsessed with it. And I, I, I'll do it on holidays, and I'll do it at night, and I'll do it in the morning and I'll do it whenever I travel. It's just I'm obsessed with it. And I think that if you do that, if you concentrate that obsession on whatever you want, whether that's children or um, running a huge company or whatever it is, become obsessed and love it and know it and know the ins and outs and know how everything works. Are you obsessed with me? Mm
0: I don't like the word obsessed so much.
2: You're not obsessed? You always say you're obsessed. I kind of like
0: you a little bit.
2: You
1: kind of like a new burn sort
0: of kind of.
1: Mm.
2: I like you better if you put some oil on your forehead. At least you brushed your eyebrows up though. All
0: right. So from that, I don't really have much more to say on it. i wrap it up. You don't have any much more.
1: You don't have more Ooh, to say? I have something to say.
0: What What do you got to say?
1: You guys, you got to send your questions to podcast at the because we got a new email. We got a new email finally set up. I think we talked about it last time. But we did. And, and so for,
0: for any of you guys that are like, you know, you don't want to submit it on social media and you don't want to post all that, you can send it privately. To podcast at the skinnyconfidential.com. And if you don't want us to use your name, just say, hey, please don't use my name or use my first name and we'll respect that. But um,
2: ask about anything. Ask us about, um, we love to talk about fun shit. We love to talk about business, relationships, whatever you guys want to talk about. We will talk about bare naked cucumbers um, and make sure to subscribe on iTunes. If you want to ask us on Twitter, any questions, you can use the hashtag ask him and her also on Instagram. And we will see you next week. Send in your questions. Episode 10. Episode 10. Ooh. Drop the mic. Oh, yeah.